Hello. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We hope that you will be encouraged and it builds your faith. Thanks for listening. Amen. Don't they do an amazing job? We're blessed. We're blessed this morning. We're blessed this morning. Hallelujah. God is good. If you have your copy of God's Word, if you'll turn to the book of Mark chapter 11. I'm just going to take a few minutes and then we're going to pray. But I want to get this in your spirit this morning and uh, put the Word out in front of us and hide behind it. That's what Brother Keith always used to say. When you go preach, put the Word out in front of you and hide behind the Word. And so we're just going to put the Word out front this morning and hide behind the Word and believe God for healing this morning and uh, to touch many of you. I want to share this morning and title my message, Jesus the Great Physician. He's a great physician this morning. And, uh, you know, we, we often talk about Jesus as a teacher, as a servant, as a shepherd. There are many aspects in which we, you know, um, but one of, the, one of the ways Jesus refers even to himself is he referred to even himself as a physician. And... Uh, Physician and physical are similar words. Uh, the, a physician is one who is skilled in the art of physical healing. That's what a physician is. And uh, Jesus is a physician. He is skilled in the art of physical healing. And um, I would think so, anyway, since we are created, create, since since he created us in the physical, in our physical bodies. And, uh, but we are, we are made of three parts. We're body, we're soul, and we're spirit, right? And so I have a question. If Jesus is concerned about your spirit this morning, would you say that Jesus is concerned about your spirit this morning? He's concerned about uh, your spirit. We could say that Jesus is concerned about your soul this morning, where you spend eternity this morning. And, uh, but if he's concerned about your spirit and your soul, why would he not be concerned about your physical body this morning? Why would he not want you to be whole and to be healthy? And uh, why, would we, why would he not be concerned about that? If he's, if he's only concerned about two-thirds of you, and, uh, and believe me, there are some who hold that conviction, who carry that conviction that, you know, Jesus cares about our spirit and our soul, but, you know, healing is not for the day and it's passed away and that we just have to live with what we got and deal with what we got. But I'm here to tell you this morning, that's, that's not what the Word of God teaches. Jesus cares about the whole man. And he wants the whole man whole. And, and, and the truth is, is that God heals in three ways. God heals naturally. God heals medically. But God also heals miraculously. Miraculously. I said miraculously. You know, he heals, uh, he heals naturally. Many of you have experienced that. Our bodies are designed in some ways to heal itself, right? If it wasn't so, you go and cut your hand. If your body didn't heal itself, you'd bleed to death. 
but our bodies are designed to heal itself. Sometimes we're healed med- medically. Many of you sitting in this room are here today because God used the hands of medical science to touch your body and to bring healing to your life, right? Let's just take a poll. How many of you have had stitches before? All right. How many of you have had uh, broken bones and put in casts before? Wow, you all messed up. <laughs> How many of you have had minor surgery before? Lift them up big. How many has had major surgery before? How many of you have had cosmetic surgery? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, y'all. <laughs> but one thing is for sure, we can't discount that. We can't discount medical healing. We can't, don't ever discount what God does through the hands of doctors and nurses in our healing. God uses them, but God also heals miraculously. And I want us to look at a passage this morning where a man was healed miraculously this morning. In the book of Mark chapter 1 and verse 40, we're going to take a look at that. Um, but I want you to see three things as Jesus, as a physician this morning, and I kind of want to ask it in a question. I want to see three things. Number one is, why is Jesus a physician? Why is Jesus a physician? Look with me in Mark chapter 1 and beginning in verse 40. And a leper came to Jesus, beseeching him, and falling on his knees before him, saying, Or if you are willing... You can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. I said immediately, the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. I I love that passage there where it says, and Jesus was moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion. Look at Matthew chapter 14. I want to read to you Matthew chapter 14 and verse 4. Or verse 14. Matthew 14, 14. It says, When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion for them, and he healed their sick. When Jesus saw sick people, he had compassion. Passion. He had compassion or passion. Now, I'm telling you, there's a heretical teaching out there that says this, that Jesus only healed people because he was just trying to prove his deity as the Son of God. That he only healed so that he could prove that he was the Son of God. Jesus didn't have to prove he was the Son of God. He is the Son of God and has always been the Son of God. He didn't have to prove it. He didn't have to prove to anybody. He wasn't trying to prove it. He was and he is. Thank God that he is. He wasn't trying to live up to the expectation. But Jesus is a physician. And so he's a physician because of this. Because Jesus cares about people. He's a physician because Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw People who were sick. He's a physician because he loves people. Because he loves people. Now, I want to I just 
under this point one, I have three subpoints, and there's there's see, there's so much misleading teaching about healing. And sometimes when you start talking about healing, and, and I feel it up here, sometimes you feel the resistance of the talk of physical healing. I can feel that sometimes. I can feel that doubt, or I can feel that unbelief that sometimes people walk in. And uh, I can feel that resistance sometimes. Now, there's a, there's a Hebrew word that most Christians can pronounce, but they don't know what it means. And it's the Hebrew word yabak. And uh, uh, let me translate it. For most Christians, that means yell but. <laughs> it's the word yabat in Hebrew, but for most Christians, it's yell but. Yeah, Jesus can heal, but yell but. You can pray for the sick, but yell but. <laughs> and so Jesus heals today, but yell but. Can I tell you the scripture tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? That his attributes and his character has never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I want to give you a couple of things that Jesus is not. Number one, Jesus is not a sensationist. He's not a sensationist. In other words, he doesn't heal to draw attention to himself. He didn't heal to put on a show. He didn't heal just to put a spectacle on People so that maybe people would follow him or liked him. Jesus healed because he had compassion upon men and he loved people. And he'll heal you this morning, not because there needs to be a show at River Valley Community Church. He'll heal you this morning because he loves you and he wants you whole this morning. And he wants your body whole and he wants you living whole this morning. He's not a sensationist. That's why when he healed this leper, he even told this leper not to go tell anyone. You know, don't tell anyone. And I've often thought about that. Theologians have, have written about that, why Jesus would always say, don't go tell anyone. But most theologians believe it was because Jesus felt like it wasn't his time. And he didn't want to draw, he didn't want to draw um, he didn't want to draw a growing envy toward him. Matter of fact, the scripture tells us this. It says, it says, they delivered him up to be crucified because of envy. And it wasn't his time. He, he felt like it wasn't his time. So, number two, Jesus is not, is not a hyper-confessionalist. In other words, listen to me this morning. I believe in speaking the word and decreeing the word of God. I believe that this morning. We should speak the word of God. We should decree the word of God. Matter of fact, this hope and future tree, that's what this is. This is a decree of the word of God over our lives. It's speaking the word of God. But we live in a day when there's hyper grace, hyper prosperity, all of these things. And so... Faith is not denying the facts. Jesus was not a hyper-confessionalist. In other words, we have a hyper-movement going throughout the church, you know, where people confess things to the point of where they deny the fact of something, the reality of something. You know, 
It's kind of like if somebody has a bloody nose and you say to them, you have a bloody nose. They say, no, I don't. I don't have a bloody nose. Yeah, you do. There's blood. No, I don't have a bloody nose. But a hyper-confessionist refuses to believe the facts. Jesus wasn't that way. Jesus dealt with truth. Faith is not denying facts. It's, it's stating the truth. In other words, someone with a bloody nose should say, should say, I have a bloody nose, but Jesus is my healer. The fact is, I might be six, but Jesus is my healer. Now, I don't have to receive my sickness. I don't have to nurture my sickness. I don't have to use my sickness as a tool for sympathy or to gain access into people's emotions and, and sympathy. You know, we're not to receive that. I don't receive my sickness. But I also understand that I have to be real about my sickness. And my confession is, is that God is my healer. The fact is I may be sick this morning, but God is my healer. God is the one who's going to touch me. And so Jesus was not a hyper-confessionalist. Jesus is not a dispensationalist. In other words, he doesn't just heal. Jesus just didn't heal for the three years that he was on this earth. His healing did not just begin and end in those three years that he was on this earth. It wasn't in a dispensation or a particular time. He is a healer yesterday, today, and will always be a healer. He is not restricted by time. He's not restricted by what man thinks. In other words, he's, he was a healer before and after. Because the scripture, you say, well, prove that in scripture. I will. The scripture says, Jesus said this in the Old Testament. He said, I am the I am. He is the I am. In other words, he said, I'm the shepherd, right? That after he died on the cross, that he stopped being a shepherd. He said, I am the door. And after the cross, did he stop being the door? He's still the door today. He's still the great shepherd today. Y'all with me this morning? He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He was then and he is today the way, the truth, and the life. In Exodus 15, I read that scripture to you at the beginning of service. He said, I am your healer. I am your healer this morning. Let me just show you a few verses of scripture this morning. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23. Matthew 4, 23. It says, Jesus was going throughout all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. The news about him spread throughout all of Syria, and they brought to him all who were ill, those suffering from various diseases, pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. And he healed them. Turn a couple pages over to Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out 
the spirits with the word, and he healed all who were ill. He healed all who were ill. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried our diseases. Or the scripture really says he bore our sicknesses and bore our diseases. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. First Peter tells us that he bore our sins. And we believe that. We have no problem believing that he bore our sins. Why would we struggle with the fact that when he said he bore our sicknesses and bore our diseases, just like he bore our sins and wiped away sin, so has he wiped away our sicknesses and diseases. (laughs) Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4 and verse 40. Luke 4 and verse 40. It says, while the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases, brought them to him, laying his hands on each of them. He was healing them, and he healed them. Luke chapter 6, just a couple pages over. Luke chapter 6, verses 16, or verse 17. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place. And there was a large crowd of his disciples and a great throng of people from all whom Judea and Jerusalem and the regions of Tyre and and Sidon who came to hear him and, and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were being cured. And all the people were trying to touch him for the power was coming from him and he healed them all. He healed them all. Now, if you had divine power this morning, would you just heal some? (laughs) What would you do? If you walked around with divine power to heal this morning, would you just heal some people? No. You'd heal all, right? You heal all. That's not a stutter. That's not a misprint. He wants to heal all this morning. And so... If you would, why would God be any different? You know, we read these scriptures, but the scripture says, yeah, but. (laughs) But he's a physician because he loves people. He healed all who came to him. Jesus healed all who came to him. And he even healed some who didn't come to him. We have no record of him not healing anyone who asked There is no record in Scripture of Jesus not healing anybody that ever came to him and asked for healing. He never turned nobody away. He healed some who didn't even come to him, who didn't ask. The woman that was bent over, he healed. The man with the withered hand, he told him to step out and put out his hand, and he healed his withered hand. John 9, he healed the blind man. And these never came to Jesus. These were those he healed that didn't even come to him. And so Jesus, this morning, he is a physician because he loves people. Number two, is it his will to heal? (laughs) Is it his will to heal? Is it his will to heal heal us this morning? Mark 1, what did the leper say to him? Are you willing? Can you? 
you make me clean. In other words, what he is saying is, is it your will to heal me? See, the question is not if you're capable, Jesus. See, we don't doubt his capability. Our question comes with his willingness to. We know he's capable, but the question we struggle with is, is he willing to? Are you willing? Is it your will? Let me, say, let me tell you how we say it in our day that we live. We like to use the King James. If it be thy will, Lord, if it be of thy will. I think we think we're more spiritual when we throw the King James slang on it. Lord, if it be of thy will to, to heal me, if you're willing to heal me. Verse 41 tells us this. Of Mark 1, it said, look at Jesus' response, move with compassion. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, and he said to him, I am willing. I am willing. He's willing this morning. Listen to 2 Peter 3.9. It says, the Lord is the Lord not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's not God's will that all, any should perish. But all to come to repentance. If it's his will that all men be saved, it's his will that all men be healed. If it's will that none perish without Christ, it's his will that none walk this earth not healed or fully healed. That's his will. He's willing this morning. He is willing this morning. The word will really means desire. Is it God's desire? Is it God's desire for you to be healed? Now, when you, you write out a will, most of you have wills for when you die. You have to leave that 50 bucks to somebody that you have left. And uh, it's God's desire to he heal. It is his desire to heal. But we have to understand that people say, well, not everybody's healed. Well, many are. And there are many we don't even hear about that are healed. Many are healed. And then you have to understand we also live in a falling world. We live in a fallen world. We come to, sometimes we can become too intelligent to be healed. <laughs> Matter of fact, I speak with evangelists who travel overseas and to other countries. And they see miraculous healings. And I'm often puzzled by why there's so many miraculous healings overseas. But yet here we don't see as many manifestations as, as many overseas. And I had someone tell me one time, Nathan Morris told me one time, he said the reason why I believe you see that, he said that Ron Hart Bunke told him that the reason is, is that people overseas have no other option. They have no choice but to get healed. There's no other option. They don't have the medical options that we do. Or the sedatives that allows us to maintain our sicknesses but tolerate it in our bodies. The medicines that help us carry it on and keep it and nurse it and hold it in our bodies. And so we carry it with us and we're able to, to uh, nurture it and maintain it where Overseas, people don't have that option. Their only option is, is, is God. God's their only option. 
unless you're here this morning and you're facing something terminal, then God's your only option. But that's a good option to have this morning, is to have God as an option this morning, as your healer. Is he willing to heal? And then we know there's a warfare that is going on. This man is a leper. He lived in a... He lived in a leper colony with other lepers. He was unclean. He lived in caves. He was separated from society, separated from his family. If he ever went near crowds, he had to cry, unclean. But I have to admire this man willing to take a chance. There's a courage that's there to come to Jesus. He come to Jesus this courage that was in his life to come. He stepped out to do something. And, and here's the fact. Could you, I can see it going on right now. Here's this man in the leper colony, and he hears that Jesus is going to be nearby. And all the other lepers were like, well, you know, we're not re the religion. The Pharisees and religion tells us not to do that. We're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to be around people. We're not allowed to be... And this man said, I'm going to him. Y'all can come or you can sit here. But the fact that he was alone tells you a lot. He was willing to risk everything. And he approached Jesus. And there was a risk in doing that. He took a chance. And I love what the scripture says here. It says in verse 41, it says, Move with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Now, that's a powerful word. Let me tell you what that word touch means. It means that he just didn't touch him. The scripture, it means he embraced him. That's what it means in the Greek, that he embraced the man. In other words, here's what Jesus did. Jesus hugged him. He didn't just touch him and say, don't get too close. He went up and hugged the leper. Wrapped his arms around that diseased, contaminated man and hugged him. Whoo! Come on, y'all. Jesus broke protocol and broke religion protocol. I can imagine every religious leader was losing their mind when Jesus stepped out to do something that they had forbidden and had restricted him to do. In other words, the Old Testament principle was this. If you touch something unclean, you become unclean. The unclean would make the clean unclean. But thank God we got a better covenant this morning. Because now the clean makes the unclean clean. Where in the Old Testament, the unclean made the clean unclean. In the New Covenant... We now, the clean makes the unclean clean this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're clean because he's clean this morning. He's righteous this morning. He's our healer this morning. And though we may be leopardous in our lives this morning, he can make us clean this morning because he's clean. Whoo. Praise God. That's a tweet. Somebody ought to tweet that. Because, let me just say that, listen to me. Hear this this morning. If you don't write anything else down or hear anything else I say this morning, hear this. The clean in Jesus is stronger than the unclean that is in you. 
I'll say it again. The clean that is in Jesus is stronger than the unclean that is in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God there's power in his touch. Thank God there's power in his embrace. Thank God he's able to touch us and that which is unclean in our life must go and must leave in the name of Jesus. Woo! How many has ever been touched by God and the unclean has been broken off of your life? The unclean has been ran from your life. The unclean had to go because Jesus touched us, embraced us, and hugged us with his presence. Hallelujah. Woo! Jesus, help me this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. Woo! I mean, regeneration took place in that man's life. Regeneration took... See, there's a difference between religion and regeneration. <laughs> Y'all hearing me this morning? Religion has an agenda. Religion's about good works, rituals, self, self-sacrificing. Religion never cleaned a leper. Religion never brought no one closer to Jesus. Never. It's the spirit of religion that chokes out liberty and freedom. Religion will choke out Anything that gives the appearance of God. Religion fights against progress. Religion fights against outreach. Religion fights against healing and fights against everything that is spiritual. Everything that is eternal. Regeneration is what God can do in an instant. What he can do miraculously and eternally. But religion wants to choke out everything God tries to do. Religion's always saying no, but regeneration is always saying yes. Religion says no, you can't, but but regeneration says go. Go do, go be, go get, go bring in, go to the highways and the byways. Bring the sick in, bring the addicted in, bring the messes in, bring the masses in. Because it's not religion that cleans them up. It's a touch by Jesus. It's the clean, touching the unclean that makes them clean and sets them free this morning. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo! Hallelujah. He's willing this morning. He's willing. He's willing to save a city. He's willing to touch your family. He's willing to touch your life. He's willing to touch your marriage, your home, your finances, every aspect of your life. He is willing this morning. Jesus said, I am willing. That may be some of the most powerful words in Scripture. I am willing. And then he said, I thought about this. Those of you guys who like to study the scripture, when Jesus said this, when he said, I am willing, be clean. Those words. When he said to that man, be clean. Do you realize how powerful the words of Jesus are? The words of Jesus set the stars in place, the moon in place, gave the ocean its boundaries, brought light into the earth. The words of Jesus 
spoke life, brought, brought this planet into order. Yet he's here with a leper man and he says, be clean. I'm telling you, everything within miles of that leper got clean. Rabid dogs got clean and healed. I believe when Jesus said, be clean, every, every person who needed a healing within miles was touched. And you say, well, how do you know that? Because Hebrews 1, 3 tells us this, that we are upheld by the word of his power. <laughs> so when Jesus says something, it's like E.F. Hutton. Everybody listens. <laughs> be clean. Be clean. Whew. And finally this morning, Pastor Adam, if you guys will come. Now here's the thing. We know he's willing to heal. We know he's the great physician. Why? Because he loves people. We know that he's willing. But the question is this morning that we ask within ourselves, is he willing to heal me? Is he willing to heal me? Here the leper is asking him to heal him when he knows that hundreds of people around him have already been healed. I mean, I just read to you tons of scripture of places that Jesus was and they brought people to him and he healed hundreds. He healed all that were brought to him. Surely this leper knew he was a healer. And his question was, it's not are you willing to heal, but are you willing to heal me? Let, let's go deeper into that. It's not just are you willing to heal me. I believe the leper was saying, are you willing to heal somebody like me? Are you willing to heal somebody like me who may not pray and read his Bible all the time? Are you willing to heal somebody like me that occasionally loses their temper or occasionally steps out of the will of God? Are you willing to heal somebody like me? Are you willing to heal somebody like me who should have been further along in my spiritual walk by now than what I really am? Are you willing to heal somebody like me who has made mistakes and I've come back to God and fell back out and come back and fell back out? Are you really willing to heal somebody like me? Somebody that's less deserving. How many know none of us deserve the grace of God that is in our life? Grace is for the undeserving, not for the deserving. Jesus even said, he even said in Mark 2, 16 and 17, he said, and hearing that Jesus said to them, is it not those who are healthy who need, is it not the, a physician, but those who are sick? I did not come to call the righteous, but to call sinners. His grace is just not for those that are deserving. It's for those of us that are undeserving. None of us deserve all that God has done for us. Y'all hearing me this morning? Aren't you thankful that his grace has covered you this morning? We don't deserve any of it. But he was gracious enough 
to love us. Listen, we're saved by grace through faith. Is that not right? I say this all the time when I talk about healing. The same faith that it took you to get saved is the same faith that it takes for you to get healed. It's the same saving grace. It's the same grace. Matter of fact, there are many scriptures that have linked, that have linked together healing and salvation. Salvation and healing. Psalms 103. He healed, he healed us. He brought salvation to our life, but not only brought salvation, but he also brought healing to our bodies. The same faith that it takes to get saved is the same faith that it takes to receive healing from Jesus. Grace. It takes grace. You're healed by grace through faith. And yes, it's undeserving. Let me just say this. You are bad enough to get healed this morning. <laughs> You're bad enough to get healed. None of us are ever good enough. But he's made us good enough. And I'm telling you, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit this morning looking down on upon some of you. And I believe that he's moved with compassion towards you. Some of you here, you may have been fighting your sickness for a long time and been battling. The Holy Spirit is compassionate towards you this morning. Some of you are fighting mental illnesses. And that thing manifests every once in a while. And you struggle with it. You struggle with depression. You struggle with these things. And you need a healing in your mind and your body. Some of you have had physical challenges that you've carried with you a long time. I'm here to tell you that the saving faith that it took to save you is the same faith that's going to touch you this morning. And your sickness is going to go and be gone in the name of Jesus. I believe it this morning. I said, I believe it this morning. Even if you don't, I'll believe it for you. <laughs> huh? You don't have to. Listen, some people got healed and didn't know they were going to be healed. Is that grace? Could you imagine the man with the withered hand that walked into the synagogue that day that all of his life he had been living with a withered hand? With a hand that was not there, just a nub. The Bible says that when Jesus told him to stretch it forth and the scripture says that he didn't heal it, the scripture says he restored it. It means, to restore means to make new. It means to work. If you study, it means to recreate a new structure. That's what healing does. When God heals you emotionally, when he heals your body, what's he doing? He's creating a new structure for you. When he heals your family, he's creating a new structure. You can't go on doing it like you did the way before it got messed up. Something has to change. So when he restores something, he's restructuring it. He's rebuilding it. He's remaking it stronger. And the Bible says this hand was better than it was before it withered. How many know when Jesus does something, he does something better? He does it better. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a healer this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for grace. Stand with me if you would this morning. Every year that I fast, I do one thing. In the 21 days during the fast, 
I go through scripture and I read every, every, I read every healing scripture in the gospel. I read every healing story. And I go through and I read each one of them. And I read them. And I read them. And I read them of Jesus healing them. And let me tell you something that I've seen common through all of it. There's one thing that runs common thread through all of the gospel and all those who Jesus healed. (laughs) Y'all ready for this incredible revelation? (laughs) The one thing, the one thread that runs through the whole scripture about Jesus healing is that all of them were sick and all of them needed it. (laughs) That's it. Some of them, you say, well, isn't it faith? Shouldn't faith can't have a part? But not everybody that got healed had faith to be healed. Jesus healed some that didn't have faith. But yes, we should have faith. We should have faith and ask for healing. But the common thread is that all of them were sick. And because all of them were sick, they all needed a physician. And he's the great physician. The one who is skilled in the art of physical healing. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the one who is skilled in the art of physical healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was driving through downtown the other day, and I seen this man walking. And I see him often downtown. He's got a, he's got a limp. He's got a, a crutch, he, he drags a foot, and he walks. I see him walking through downtown all the time. I don't know, some, one of y'all may know who he is. I don't know who he is. I see him everywhere. And I was driving through downtown, and the Spirit of the Lord said, I want you to stop and pray for him. Pray for his healing. Pray for his healing. And I kind of questioned, you know, you know how you do when you fight with God about when he asks you to do something? Don't y'all look at me like that's never happened to you. I wrestle with it like you wrestle with it, right? And so I got down a couple lights and I said, you know what, I'm going to go back and I'm going to pray for that guy. I believe God wants the healing. So I turned around and when I went back, I could not find him. I looked and looked and said, Lord, I don't know where he went to. I'm sorry I didn't obediently obey. But I'm here to tell you, when I see him again, when I see him again, I'm going to pray for him because the Lord told me to. I don't know where he went to. If you see him, you pray for him in proxy. But just as the Lord speaks to me, just as the Lord is real, he spoke to my heart to pray for that man. I'm going to find him, and I'm going to pray for him. Why? Because Jesus is a healer. What a testimony. God would straighten his legs out. And Lucy. And Lucy. Lucy. There's a lot of people that need Lucy. Some of y'all, your healing is attached to your freedom and your deliverance. You get delivered, you'll get healed. But I want to do something this morning. If you need healing in your body this morning, if you need prayed for, if you want us to pray for you, want me to lay hands on you and pray for you this morning. I want you to come out of where you are and come down to this altar this morning. 
Just step out of where you are and come down. Just come on down. God wants to touch you this morning. This is a healing service. We're not going to belinger long on everybody. I'm going to lay hands on you as a point of contact and believe God for you. And today it ends. Today you're going to receive your healing. Today you're going to see the manifestation of the healing of God, the grace of God. The same grace that brought salvation to your life is the same grace that's going to overshadow your body and touch you this morning. Touch you this morning. I've seen him do it before. Some of you have experienced it. Some of you standing down here have experienced the healing power of God. Right, Darlene? Right, Rick? I was here one night and Rick got healed of something specific. Took it away from him, just like that. Gone. Never, Never came back again. Never came back again. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. I'm telling you, when I laid hands on Wayne, back in 2003, when I laid hands on him, Sean, just as I'm looking at you, the color in his body began to change. I asked him later, I said, Wayne, what did that feel like? He said, Pastor, it felt like hot gravy. It felt like hot gravy being poured over top of me. I said, praise God, I'll take hot gravy. (laughs) That's why I need prayer this morning, because I've had too much gravy. (laughs) But he said it felt like hot gravy from the top of his head to his toes. They took him off the transplant list. Wasn't that amazing? I would have liked to have made that call. Yo, hey, this is Shane. That kidney you're looking for me, I don't need it anymore. Give it to somebody else. (laughs) Give it to somebody else. (laughs) Give it to somebody. That that cancer surgery you got scheduled for me, I'm not going to need it. (laughs) Woo. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Say, come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Jesus. Now I want you to do something as an act of faith, just as an act of just prophetic faith. I want you to, those of you that need prayer, I want you just to take your hands, and I want you just to put them out in front of you just as a posture of receiving. Just as a posture of receiving. Just like that. I believe that leper, that's how he came to Jesus. Just like this. Lord, if you're willing. Lord, if you're willing to cleanse me. If you're willing to make me whole. Holy Ghost. I need my intercessors. Prayer warriors. You'll come. I need some catchers just in case. Jesus. I'm going to pray first for those that are live stream. Those of you that are watching live stream, you need healing in your body. I want you to take your hands and I want you just to put your hands out like that. I'm going to pray for you. Father, those that are watching this live stream, I don't know what their sicknesses are or what they're battling, but God, I pray the healing power of the Holy Spirit to touch them right now, even as we are in this sanctuary.
Touch heart disease. Touch high blood pressure. Touch diabetes. Touch eyes and ears, God. Touch irritable bowel syndrome in the name of Jesus. Touch mental illness. Right now, somebody's watching that has battled depression. You're healed in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for River Valley Community Church's podcast. If you feel led to give, you can click on the donation link in the description or visit our website at rivervalleymadison.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.